This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 44, Guarding My Human. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for listening and sharing this with others. We really appreciate your support. Today, we are talking about guardian behaviors as it applies to dogs and guarding their humans. So dogs may guard anything from their food to their toys, shoes, spaces, really anything they value as theirs and don't want to lose. And sometimes this appears in the form of guarding their owner. So there are lots of things that we can do with very young puppies to prevent this from occurring, as well as training methods we can employ to change a dog who currently guards into one who does not. But first, how was your week? Hopefully training is going well. This week has been a little crazy at our house, and so training has taken a bit of a back step, but that's to be expected because life happens and we all do the best we can do. It's a refreshing thought, right? Everyone is doing the best they can. And with that, we all are a little kinder to others as well as to ourselves. I do know that we are ready for spring here in Utah. I've been pulling out the boredom busters as even the dogs have spring fever. Boots's new favorite game is called Find Your Treats. I put bits of dog food roll in containers and I hide them around my house while Boots is in a downstay, which again, you practice good behaviors throughout the day, right? This is a great way to incorporate some of those downstays. Then when I say release, I add find your treats and he runs from room to room trying to find the goods. He loves it. And so do I, because it provides him with both mental and physical exercise. So I'd love to see videos of you and the boredom busters that your dog loves. Send them to info at baxterandbella.com with boredom busters as the subject line. I'm always up for new ideas. I love to see what you guys are doing out there with your dogs. So today's topic is guarding behaviors, owners specifically, and I'm going to walk you through a few things that you can do to help your dog if you find yourself in this situation. So resource guarding means a dog is using aggressive behaviors to protect what they feel belongs to them. What does aggression look like in these cases? So we're talking about snarling, growling, air snapping, or biting. With very young puppies, it is important to regularly practice sharing as well as exchanging what they have for something better and oftentimes giving them right back what they previously had. So we want puppies to learn that good things happen when someone approaches, even if they're doing something that they love, like chewing a favorite toy or eating from their food bowl, or when someone approaches you, if your puppy happens to guard you, if you are their favorite item. When others approach, drop a handful of yummy food on the ground for your puppy to sniff and eat. Sniffing calms dogs, and this distraction will help your puppy have a positive association with a person approaching you. So have others crouch down and offer your puppy a food reward with an open palm, also creating a positive association for your puppy. If your puppy is too hesitant around a stranger, try having the stranger toss a treat away from them, which allows your puppy to retreat, which they probably already want to do in this case, especially, and they get something good for it, which is a win-win for your puppy and that a positive association has been planted. I'm going to talk a little bit about socialization here because with these brand new puppies, it's very helpful for them to be socialized and have positive and neutral experiences with a variety of people. This will help eliminate uh, that need or that uh, feeling in them to want to resource guard you as their owner. 
We want to make sure that they are introduced to a variety of people. And again, it's important that as they're doing so, they're having a positive or a neutral experience. If your puppy has a negative experience when they meet someone, that's not effective socialization. It's going to do more damage than good. So we want to make sure that your puppy's having a good time. We never want to force our puppy to approach someone or something that makes them feel uncomfortable. Instead, I like to act confidently. I'll walk up to the person, shake their hand, and then move along, helping my puppy to have a nice bounce back is what I call it. So um, they're walking along. They might show a startle or a fear response. And then they're like, Oh, I'm fine. And they keep going. That's what I consider that bounce back. So we want them to successfully bounce back from that initial fear response. Now, again, dogs are very specific. So comprehensive uh, socialization is super important. This means we want, you know, to introduce them to people with facial hair, sunglasses, those wearing a backpack, with a hood on, let's say you live in a warm climate and your puppy doesn't get socialized to people wearing a coat with a hood on, and then you visit a colder climate or somebody comes and wears a coat with a hood on and your puppy doesn't know what to do. So things like that, we want to be very specific with. Um, But the more we introduce our puppy to things, the more they're able to generalize and they do better when they see something new. They have that bounce back ability And so they're not going to panic later on in life. So we're talking children, toddlers, babies, teenagers, elderly, those with a walker, cane, or crutches. I mean, the list goes on and on. Things like facial hair, uh, dark hair versus light hair, long hair versus short hair. We want to make sure that our puppy is meeting lots and lots of people and getting rewarded for doing it in a positive uh, way. So a puppy who is well socialized will be more confident and they'll exhibit fewer behavior problems than those who experience fear and anxiety because of the lack of socialization experience. So please put in the time with your puppies to socialize them well. I promise it is worth it. Now, what if your puppy already shows aggressive behavior when others approach you? So I'm going to take you through just a quick little um, snapshot of what this training looks like, but I highly recommend that you have a qualified behaviorist or trainer come to your home to help you formulate and implement a training plan if your dog is already exhibiting these behaviors. But the basic concept surrounding turning this behavior around would be first management. So we always want to prevent this behavior or other behaviors from being practiced as we work to train better behavior. So for example, if your puppy growls at people when they approach you, go for walks where you will not be interrupted. When guests come to your home, create your dog until training is to a level that your dog can be successful in interacting appropriately with that guest. You may want to muzzle train your dog, especially if there's a bite history or if there is concern in that regard. Again, a qualified trainer can help you desensitize your puppy to a muzzle as well as help you with some of these other management ideas. So after you manage and you control the situation as much as possible, we're going to employ a desensitization and counter conditioning plan. So basically we're wanting to change your puppy's emotional response to people approaching you from uh, fear and anxiety to a positive feeling or a good, happy feeling. So we want to create positive associations with these events. And we want your dog to change that fear or anxiety toward another person approaching to awesome. I love it when people approach my owner because great things happen. So this happens by first, we have to identify specifically when your dog guards you. It's really helpful to come up with that list because you save time in the training process. If your dog doesn't mind that a little child comes up to you and gives you a hug, we don't need to spend time training that. Now, we might use that case with the child, if your puppy does feel relaxed when a child approaches, to help desensitize your puppy to older and older people 
Um, but we don't necessarily need to start the training at that point. So being specific will save you time. Then next, I want you to find your dog's threshold. At what point does your dog start to react to a person being close to you? This will also help save you time in training because if your dog can handle a person from 50 feet away or even let's say 20 feet away, we don't necessarily want to start at 50 feet away. We don't want to start that training at hundred feet away if we don't have to. So finding that point at which your puppy reacts will save you time. It's also important to know that line because we want to know when our puppy will be in a relaxed state versus when they transition over to a stressed state. And we want to do all of this training in a relaxed state. So start with the least intrusive experience first, and we're going to work up to um, the most severe time your dog feels the need to guard you. So once you've made that list of, you know, when your dog's going to guard you, we want to be sure to start this training when your puppy is in a nice relaxed state. And then we want to create as many successes as possible for your dog. So we want to start with things that he may slightly feel the need to guard you, but not necessarily full blown guard you versus that scenario when absolutely he feels stress and needs to guard you. So we want to start out with, you know, those uh, smaller experiences to help build successes. And then I always like to advise clients to have an emergency plan. So there's going to be surprise encounters. Yes, we try to manage as best as we can, but there's going to be times when you can't do anything about it and your puppy might go into these behaviors. So we want to employ some kind of emergency plan where we just turn and walk away quickly. If your puppy sees the other person but hasn't reacted yet, you could absolutely drop a stash of boiled chicken on the ground to distract them. Something big and something that will capture their attention and hopefully prevent them from doing a negative reaction if caught by surprise. So from there, you're going to break it down into small behaviors. We're going to reward your puppy for seeing a person or anything else that they feel like uh, is a trigger to them, um, but not reacting negatively. So if your dog's threshold is, let's say 20 feet, I want you to work from 21 feet and they see a person approaching, we're going to reward your puppy. The timing here is super critical as we don't want your puppy to be rewarded for growling or snarling or feeling tense. We want your puppy to be in a relaxed state when they see the other person and get rewarded in that relaxed state. As you achieve more and more successes, we're going to progress working to decrease that distance. And ultimately your puppy will be happy to let another person shake hands with you, give you a hug or other interactions. All right. Again, if your dog currently exhibits any sort of guarding behavior, please consult a trainer in your area to get hands-on help and assistance. This is something that can be remedied and changed for the better with effective techniques and as always safety first. That's it for today, you guys. Have a wonderful week and happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me.